This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. How are you going? Hey, Gun, that's right, it is NBA Australia for the 700th time. That's right, episode 700. Unbelievable scenes. It's Wednesday, November 17, Hop Do, which weirdly enough, actually completely 100% bang on, coincides with the very day I started NBA Australia back in 2017. Just a weird coinky dink. 700th episode on the anniversary. Five years. Unbelievable. Anyway, I am your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for literally whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, that booze money, here in Larry Armour Studios, chilling, not illing, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA. That's what we do here on NBA Australia, while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do too. And we don't take things too seriously. Might have already gathered that. Just saying. We leave all the serious stuff for the nerds. God, they love this serious stuff. This is a nice mix of... Look, we're here to make basketball fun. You know? That's what we've been doing for 700 episodes. And, uh, yeah, you heard him at the start of the show. Jingling Joe Ingles. We're going to have a tiny, 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 tiny little chat with Jingles. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've also got three games in the NBA straight game wraps. We've got a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yanaz. Yeah, we've got the unpopular opinion of the day. And we've got our back take house where we're serving up. A flame grill take. We've got a Shane Hill shooter shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. We've got a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. I love it. Iconic moments as well. There's Australian player watch from today. We've got the NBA Australia game previews and picks for tomorrow. And that's right. It's back. A brand new cooking with Bainesy at the end of the show. Ah, I'm stoked. He's got a new recipe. It's all up. It's all happening. Can't wait for that. So let's get to it. Episode 700 of NBA Australia. Can you believe it? I certainly can't. I never thought this would happen, but we're here. It's unreal. Can't wait to get to the pub and celebrate, but either way, we're going to do the show first, so let's get to it. Episode 700 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Out here helping make your pain look pretty good. That's what they do. Because that's right, it's men's grooming. Love it. Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and a whole bunch more. But Manscaped just also launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Oh, my God, this is a good trimmer. All across Australia and New Zealand. And it kicks. I love it. I absolutely love the old Manscaped. And the uh, Lawnmower is... Unreal. Uh, so you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Just for you, mate. Hey, just for you. Nobody else. So listen close. 20% off and the free worldwide shipping. That's right, the free worldwide shipping. You get that all with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. So boom, go check it out. I was one of the first folks to try the new 4.0. I love it. Absolutely love it because basically it's this awesome, sleek, designed trimmer that's wireless waterproof well, it's got the wireless charging it's waterproof 
But the best bit is no more Nicks. It's just like this house. There's no Nicks. We can't have any Nicks in this house. And you can basically go to town on your stuff because it's got this advanced skin-safe technology using a ceramic blade. You'll feel wildly confident shaving your boys because that's what they deserve, isn't it? That's right. You've got an awesome trimmer. You've got a multifunction switch that can also be a travel lock. You've got trim guards, the wireless charging. Look, it all boils down to the simple fact that if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer that you use on your face, that's gross. It's gross. Grow up. Get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer. This way you're not going to get pubes in your mouth. Just think about that. So make me time the best time. Enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty easy to get them nice and smooth, you know? Get your boyos all uh, nice and smooth because not only will your balls thank you, but anybody who goes anywhere near them will also thank you. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. I don't know. If you chuck, uh, ch- you know, chucking a nice uh, big old trophy from Shaq today for beating Kenny to the, to the screen. That was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. God, I miss just being able to watch inside the NBA all the time. Start to finish. Either way, uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here in NBA. So, and the, the way we've started 700 episodes. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? I love it. Just sitting in the apartment in New York, being bored, wanting to basically yell about NBA as much as I could, and especially the Aussies in the NBA, and a monster was born. The craziest part is 700 episodes, and it's actually the exact same day I launched the first episode. That's fucking wild. I love it. Uh, but of course, look. This wouldn't be possible if it weren't for everybody out there listening. You guys have all been fucking legends from day one. Whenever you've jumped on my entire career as a writer. I've said this before, but look, the feedback and everything that I got basically throughout my uh, tenure as a writer, journalist, whatever, was either basically like mean, shitty comments, the odd nice one, but the feedback and the sort of back and forth that NBA Australia provides has just been an absolute fucking legendary experience and look i don't take it for granted i love everybody who listens in and chimes in and sends me a message about anything it's just fucking great so i love you all to the ends of the earth oh he's getting a bit choked up anyway we better start the way we start every show with the daily whip around that's right 700 whip arounds unbelievable so it turns out the lakers the lakers the lakers but they can also be bought. Uh, Staples is changing its name to Crypto.com Arena on Christmas. Everybody's up in arms about it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this again later. Zion Williamson has been cleared for one-on-one games, so maybe he can walk again. That's good. We'll get another update next week. Jeez, one-on-one. Good on you, Zion. Get the five-on-five soon and... Maybe you'll be back before Christmas. Who knows? Uh, speaking of being back, yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. LeBron James. Looking like he might be back Friday after his uh, abdominal 
sort of strain, wasn't it? Yeah, interesting. Ah, uh, but either way, the Lakers really could use him, and he will be hopefully back very soon. Also, very nice news for all of these fantasy owners. Speaking of which, Clay Thompson! Woo! He's officially being cleared for contact, looking good in 5-on-5 five five workouts, uh, five five workouts in rehab. I just combined all four of those words together. Uh, all the way back in San Francisco, obviously the Warriors on a bit of a road trip. Clay and Wiseman, James Wiseman, their number two pick from last year, are out there working out still. And apparently they're looking good. So, look, Clay... We'll obviously just have to get his game conditioning get back and uh, hopefully suffer no setbacks. But, geez, wouldn't it be awesome with how good the Warriors are at the moment just to roll Clay Thompson out there as well and just go, look, Clay, just just nail some threes for us, mate. What do you reckon? He's like, oh, yeah, off you go. Other bad news, Evan Mobley. A day after going 0 of 11 from the floor, we've got a bit of a reason. Elbow sprain, elbow strain, whatever. Two to four weeks, Mobley will be out the rookie there in Cleveland. Oh, no. Uh, it kind of stinks because Cleveland had been really fun. Cleveland! And without Mobley, go the throw Jared Allen set out yesterday's game. Look, losing the sex man, Colin Sexton, that hurts. Losing Mobley, basically the second fucking coming of Kevin Garnett, if you mixed him with Tim Duncan. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. So look, hopefully Mobley comes back and he's healthy, but geez, that one stinks. Seku Dumboya! Is being waived by the Lakers. The Lakers. Uh, they're signing Chondi Brown from the G League uh, on a two-way. So Dumboya basically is rehabbing. And the Lakers are like, bro, we need like someone who's healthy because everybody's hurt. So sorry, Seko. Boom, he's gone. That stinks. Shit house. Other news, the NBA is going to the UAE during the 2022 Preseason and still Australia can't get a goddamn preseason game. Oh, bro, you're not just as big of a priority as like India and Asia, man. It's like, fuck. Now it's the UAE, all right. Uh, the first scheduled games outside of the US since uh, the Bucks and Hornets played in Paris back in 2020. So, a bit of a tough one, but that's all right. UAE, that'll be kind of fun in Abu Dhabi. Sure. And uh, the last bit of news, Ben Simmons. Oh, jeez. It's even getting to the point where on like the broadcast and on the inside of the NBA, they're at the same point that we all are. We just don't care. Fucking sort it out, right? Ben Simmons is out there training at St. Joe's there in Philly, uh, working at the facility, but they're behind closed doors and so no one knows what's going on. And the Sixers seem pretty hell-bent on finding him for not being on this road trip, and that's going to keep on going. So that's gross. It sucks. Who cares? Let's do some game wraps from today. Game raps, 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 who I'd always go to these games with, was trying to predict the percentage of fans that were actually the opposition fans. And with disturbing regularity, it was over 60% opposition fans a lot of the time, especially with, uh, you know, West teams and stuff like that, which is kind of funny. But, I mean, this was like MVP chance and everybody losing their mind. So we were actually sort of, you know... Obviously, lucky enough to see, like, the Warriors at their absolute pomp all the way through from, like, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 
And uh, every time they came into Brooklyn, it was absolute bedlam. So kind of gnarly, kind of fun, but not a giant surprise if you've been to a Brooklyn game that uh, their fans weren't quite as vociferous <laughs> as uh, the opposition. But either way, look, a weird game. Triangle in two defense from the Warriors just completely discombobulated the Nets for there for j- large chunks that first half. KD and Patty figured it out a little bit, but it was weirdly just the Brooklyn defense that fell apart. Wiggins closed the half with a couple of big, big, big threes. He had 13 in the second quarter out of absolutely nowhere. Steph had 19, and the Warriors are up five at the half, and then boom! It was just over from there, right? The Nets bench was just giving them nothing. The Warriors had killed them on the boards. They had nine offensive rebounds in the first half, and then they just came out swinging in the third. They just came out with more energy. KD missed, like, every shot that he took in the third quarter. Literally every one. He went 0 of 8. And the Nets fell apart. And, uh, like, the way... So Curry picks up, like, a fourth foul. It didn't matter. They extended the lead out to, like, 22, despite KD and Harden being out there. And that was kind of the thing. Like, you could watch just the difference in the teams, even with Curry not out there. Like, everybody's moving. The ball's moving. There's just so much more energy and focus for the Warriors. And then on the other side, you have the Nets. Uh, which is not quite the show. <laughs> Let's just say that. It was just very, very, very ISO heavy, not much mo- ball movement, not much real sort of sense of let's all get this together and sort this out. It's like, oh, we better stop this. I'll oh, shoot it. And it's like, oh, that's not how this goes. And really, like, without Kyrie, without Joe Harris, without, you know, anything half decent coming from Marcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin... Like, it's struggled down for the Nets, right? And the Warriors are now, like, 100, plus 124 in their 14th third quarters, which is absolutely crazy. Unbelievable. The premiership quarter. It's like the opposite of the Lakers, who are the worst. And, like, the second... I think the second team so far is the Suns, who are plus 36. That's a big, big difference. Either way, look, they ran over the top. And the Nets, look, they shot 38% for the entire game, 27% from three, just gross. They got out-rebounded by 15. KD ends up with 19 on 19 shots. Harden goes to 24-4-4. Four four. Looked to have a couple of moments where he's, like, trying to figure out some of these, uh, you know, the foul calls. But they both go two of six from downtown, just not good enough. Patty Thrills gets the start. He has eight points on eight shots. Bruce Brown does a little bit of everything. He ends up with 14-5-3 and three with three steals. But... This is it. No one else did shit for the Nets. You know, you've got Bembry. DeAndre Bembry's out there playing like a big role. Jevion Carter stinks. Blake sucked. LaMarcus Aldridge sucked. They just stink. <laughs> and this is the uh, the risk you run when you roll out like a whole bunch of veterans and kind of you're building around Kyrie, Harden, and KD. And Kyrie just decides to go off the fucking deep end and bounce and just leave you fucking holding the bag going, well... We're wasting an absolute shit ton of money by not having a dude on a max contract who's just not fucking playing for us because he's an idiot. And these are the games that are really fucking hurt you. The Warriors, Steph goes off at 37-7-5. He was amazing. He's going to pop up again in a second. We go. Maple Jordan goes for 19. Draymond is 11-6-3. And, and just had one of those classic Draymond games. You're like, oh, yeah. He's like a really fucking good point guard. Point forward. Who cares? He's a point. He's... Point. <laughs> That's what he does. Pool chucked in 17, even while he went like 0 of 7 from downtown. The mitten. They fucking love talking about Gary Payton the second, didn't they? And I've got my Gary Payton uh, signed inside sport up there on the wall. 
You got the glove. Now we've got the mitten. He was good. Jumping all everywhere. Lockdown D. Kaminga looked good as well. 19 nice minutes today. He goes 7 of 6. And the other rookie, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Moses Moody, 0 of 3 in 8 minutes. Zeros across the board, but still, whatever. Early times. Uh, 10 and 5 now for Brooklyn. All five of those losses have come by more than 13 points, which is uh, not great. I talk about how Charlotte are one of the worst losing teams in the NBA, right? When they lose, they lose bad. Brooklyn are the same. And it's like the problem with their defense, and if their defense, like if their offense just doesn't kick in, their defense is nowhere near good enough to stop it from getting ugly, and that's what happens. So, you know, a third of their games, their offense doesn't click. Thanks, Kyrie, for not showing up, you dickhead. And boom, you're 10-5. and five. Uh, Golden State, meanwhile, 12-2, and two, NBA best. Philly got shit pumped by Utah. The Yaz, it's a soft J. Uh, 120 to 85. And this was the, uh, the warning was there early. Like Utah were just out executing them. They looked just fucking staunch. They looked like a professional basketball team. They looked like they had a plan. The Sixers, ah, they did not. They also were missing like, you know, half their team. Missing like a bunch of starters. Aussie Matty T's not back yet. Embiid's not back yet. Obviously no Ben Simmons. Um, and they just didn't have the horses to keep up. Like, they got up big early to Utah, and then Philly just had no chance. Like, Gobert had, like, four blocks early. The ball was moving on O. He was just everywhere on D. And unsurprisingly, just bludgeoned them as well on the boards. Like, 34-19, seven blocks as well in the first half. Philly were already down 16 in the half. The Yaz just barely missed. And then it got worse. <laughs> they were down 30 out of nowhere. And, like... You could see Doc going, oh, I don't want to play Andre Drummond because he's shit. But also, my next tallest guy is like George Niang. Am I going to play fucking Furkan Korkmaz at center? And this is where like losing, not only losing Joel Embiid, but I'll tell you what, Simo, Ben Simmons out there and just like going, all right, maybe we'll just play him at center if we don't have Embiid. That could be like the mother of, of invention, like right there. It could be very, very fun. Even Aussie Matty T. Just get him out there. He's only 6'5". Who cares? But either way, I uh, got no better. This was just a shit pump. They lose by 35. Like, what's to say? Utah just killed him. Utah did play their starters a weirdly long time. But it did feel like uh, Quinn Snyder was trying to get them a little bit of rhythm. Uh, Joe especially, you know, finally got a three late. But, geez. Otherwise, Tobias Harris, look, I know that he's recovering from COVID. He had 12 points. It's the kind of game where you're like, well, Tobias, we are paying you like a max player, could you give us more than 12? And it's like, ah, he's coming back from COVID. Not much you can do about that one. Shake Milton goes for 18, 16, 4 and 2 for Maxi, who looked pretty good early and then just nothing the rest of the way. <laughs> they shot 37%. They went 6 of 29 from three. Brutal scenes. The Yaz, Bojan Bogdanovic goes 5 of 7 from downtown. He ends up with 27. Love Bojan. You know that. Hung out with him a bar in a bar in New York one time. What a legend. 15 points, 17 rebounds, 4 blocks, crushed it. 13s each for Donnie Mitchell and Mike Conley. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson goes for 20 points on 20 shots. Thanks for coming, Jordan. And uh, Joe, as mentioned, nailed a 3. But the Yaz, look, they just they needed this one after a couple of really rough losses. So they're now 9-5. and five, And that was a great get-right game for them. They cop Philly at exactly the right time that they needed at home. Pounded them. Boom. Philly dropped to 8-7. and seven. They've lost five straight, I think. That's not good. And finally, the Clippers beat the Spurs pretty handily in the end. 106-92. Pretty crazy first half. Duckman, Luke Kennard, and uh, Paul George are rolling early. But the Clips got lazy. 
bunch of turnovers, missed shots, and uh, DeJounte Murray just started going, wait a second, fuck it, I'm going to win this game. He's nailing dunks, hitting threes. It was all going on. Thad Buckets was getting in there too. Love Thad Young. Oh, junk buckets, Thad Young. Every time Thad Young gets you junk buckets, it's a good thing. Uh, suddenly a 12-point game the Clippers were controlling was a two-point game just before the half, but Paul George scores. The Clips stay up four going into the halftime, 57-53. And uh, the Spurs went back and forth with them for most of the third quarter, and then bang, Reggie Jackson, absolutely crazy. He sparks a 14-2 run to close out the third. Clippers back in control. They're up 12. And look, the Spurs still fought all the way through the fourth, and that's what I kind of love about this team. They're young. They don't know any better, and they don't roll over. They got it back down to nine. They changed the momentum. But again, Reggie Jackson, the hero that was promised for this Clippers. I talk about uh, players who are Clippersy Clippers who have never clipped, like DeMar DeRozan. Reggie Jackson has, no matter that he's played for a bunch of other teams, whether it be Detroit, OKC, doesn't matter. Reggie Jackson has and always will be the perfect Clipper. He nails a three, then another one, boom, 15-point game, three minutes left. They sail from there. Uh, DeJunta ends up with 26-12-9. and nine. Absolutely unreal game for him, but nobody else did anything. I think it was 19 for Derek White. Uh, Dougie McBuckets had seven points on ooh, three of ten shooting. Lonnie Walker goes two of ten for his four points. Gross! And 0 of five from downtown. Even Devin Vassell, two points on one of four shooting. Just nothing going outside of DeJunta Murray there. Clippers, Paul George was awesome. We talked about the MVP candidates yesterday, and Paul George is firmly up there. He had 34 points today, nine boards, four assists. He had six turnovers, but really, come on, man. He was great. Reggie Jackson, 5 of 17 from downtown, ends up with 21. Zoobs at 8 and 13. He was great. The Duckman, Luke Kennard, seven points in the first half, didn't score again. Classic Duckman. But how was Brandon Boston? He hits his first career three. They're talking him up on the sidelines. Career high points. He was awesome. He's going to pop up again in a second. San Antonio dropped to 4 and 10. Brutal. And the Clippers moved to 9 and 6. Unreal. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Ah, the American Patty Mills. That's right. Steph Curry, 37 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, goes 12 of 19 from the floor including 9 of 14 from 3. Not only that, he goes into Brooklyn, kicks the shit out of his old mate, his old teammate KD, and his, uh, you know, basic whipping boy James Harden, the guy that he just fucking trounced time and time again whenever it mattered in the playoffs. Not only that, he gets MVP chance in their building. That is just legendary shit from Steph Curry. Going past the 2,900 made threes for his career in this game, but going 9 of 14 from downtown. That's why we've got a, uh, you know, Shane Hill shoot a shoot later on in this show, just to sort of break down how insane that is. But how are the balls on Steph? Just to go into Brooklyn, kick the fuck out of his mate KD and his, uh, you know, one of his hated rivals, Harden, gets the MVP chance in their house. And runs him out of the building. Legendary shit. Steph Curry. That's the NBA true performance of the night. That's for bloody sure. Spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 sp
Blake Griffin, 0 of 4 in 23 minutes. Gross! 0 of 2 from downtown. Ends up with 4 points and 3 fouls. Like, thanks for coming, mate. What are you doing? Bro. Jeez. But uh, still, I mentioned also Lonnie Walker goes 2 of 10. Yeesh. And uh, Seth Curry. On a day where Steph goes off and absolutely goes hammer and tongs, Seth the shit one Curry spends his 25 minutes on the uh, floor against the Yaz, going 1 of 8 from the floor for 5 points. Uh, a couple of steals, a turnover, 4 fouls, and a team worse. And on a team that got beaten by 35, he was a team worse. Minus 33 in 25 minutes. Absolutely crazy, Seth. Either way, so there you go. Bunch of spuds for you. Who was old mate? No mates! Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? How about Kevin Durant and James Harden in their own building? Look, it's all well and good when it's like you're out there watching fucking Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and a young, fun team and half the fucking building's empty and the rest of the you know seats are actually taken up by opposition fans and you're just kind of like, oh, God, the Nets stink. But when you've got a couple of superstars and another super-duper star comes in and they're copping MVP chance, that is just absolute fucking shambles territory for the Nets. And it's one of those things where you go, oh, yeah. It's always a nice, like, kick in the ass if you're KD and Harden to go, New York is still a Nets town. We can wear these sick blue Nets throwbacks as much as we want, but... Also, the history of New Jersey isn't one replete with fucking triumph over adversity over time and time again, is it? Ugh. It's like, what's the most fucking striking Nets memories? Dr. J in the olden days? Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin getting their asses handed to them by the Lakers or the Spurs in the finals? I don't know. But either way, definitely old mate, no mates vibes of your own Nets team copping MVP chance for their own opposition player. That is all, mate. No mates. Uh, Panting of the night. Oh, the Sixers. That's just a pantsing. They go to Utah. They go to Salt Lake City and got absolutely straight fucking killed. So he got straight killed. And smoked and dacked. And this is 100% like the kid who reckons he's a bit of all right going in and just like the fucking complete and utter just like straight by the book giant nerd school captain kind of dude just fucking dacks him and goes, you're not good. Fuck off. Boom. So Sixers getting dacked by the Yaz right there. And finally, who is better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. That was Lonzo's 27-7 and yesterday. But uh, DeJounte Murray, the 29th pick back in 2016. He absolutely crushed it. We already mentioned that, though. Brandon Boston. Brandon. That's right, 4-7 of from the floor, 2-4 of from downtown. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist and a steal. Legendary stuff. Uh, that's his career high. So good job for the Clippers young man uh, today. Better than Lonzo because Lonzo didn't play. Either way. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's uh, hear from Joe Ingles real quickly right after, let's say, I don't know, this one. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. So Tokyo, basically, Joe, what was essentially, like all the hard work that goes into it, is that kind of like the most uh, memorable part of it 
to come out and go, I can't believe we won this. We worked so hard and then finally we got to the mountaintop. I think just the understanding of how much like time and effort and 12 off seasons, we kept going back and back and back to try and build a good culture and build the team and um, get the right people in place and, and obviously end up bring Gorge ended up coming back and um, whatever. But it was, it was a relieving feeling to, to obviously win it um, and to win it with like a really, really good, good bunch of guys, like really good group, like Matisse coming in and being Matisse, which obviously helped us massively. And Nick being Nick is like unbelievably consistent and um, Dante playing a massive role. He, he played really well for us. And um, even the fact of like Delhi sacrificing to start the last game. So Matisse could, so that we could put Matisse on Luca instead of me trying to guard him, which <laughs> we probably would have lost. So obviously, yeah. And then, with, with um, Baines' injury, being able to do it for him as well and, and present him his medal the, a couple of days after. So there was a, it was a lot going on for, for a long time, but it was obviously worth it now. Um, I've got actually stole the game ball. Game balls, I was just looking at the game ball. I didn't realise I – well, I knew I stole it. But, Classic yeah. Adelaide. So much South Australian vibes there. Love that. The Tokyo <laughs> officials were ch- chasing me out of the building to get the ball back. <laughs> Quick, Joe, leg it. I uh, <laughs> love it. That's awesome. I was gone. <laughs> How good is that? All right, so that's just a tiny little excerpt from a uh, chat I had with Jingles, and uh, the rest of it might end up in a uh, article, so just keep your eyes out for that. All right, rest of the show now. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, how good was that? Bit of Joe Ingles, just talking about how he stole the game ball. <laughs> so good. All right, let's do some yeah nahs there. Brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time. If you go anywhere this summer in Melbourne without a slab over your shoulder, a couple of bottles under your arm, whatever, it's just absolute shit bloke territory. So get the bottle load to come to you with the DailyLiquor.com. They'll drop it off at your door, Rona free. It's for the Melbourne metro area. Get same-day delivery before noon. They've got all the beers, all the wines, all the cocktails you could need. And if you're banging the code Strayer, they'll give you a free six-pack of the amazing Dos Blocos XPA, a beer that you can drink till the cows come home. i tell you what. Be necking a few of those tonight to celebrate episode 700. Woo! Anyway, so banging that code Strayer at thedailyliquor.com and get a sixer on your mate, Jimmy. Just providing you with free beers for a long time now. Right, let's do some yeah nahs. Number one. Dan Wilkinson. This is where we uh, take a bunch of NBA storylines decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Dan asked, Jimmy, yeah, nah, was your favorite moment of today's Nets Warriors game seeing Ronnie Chiang, Chinese, Malaysian, Australian, we claim everyone, uh, comedian actor on the NBA TNT fan camp? Yeah, nah, I completely missed this. Dan cops it, sees it, screenshots it, send it to me. A great get by Dan. And I'll tell you what, apart from Patty Mills doing a really good uh, Steph Curry impersonation, this was probably one of the better parts to come out of that game. Look, Steph going off was awesome. But seeing Ronnie Chiang on the actual uh, broadcast is unreal. It's like when you're watching Shang, uh, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, there you go, and you're like, yes, Ronnie Chiang is fucking awesome. I love this because uh, being, you know, in Melbourne, when Ronnie was, uh, you know, basically coming up as a stand-up, you'd see him all the time. He's a massive Hoops fan as well. So fucking props to him. That's amazing. 
And now he's like a big-time Hollywood star. <laughs> and I think last time we had Dave Thornton on, uh, he and I talked about Ronnie being a uh, big star. And meanwhile, Dave's the face of oatmeal in Australia. <laughs> Where Dave and uh, Ronnie actually hosted, I believe, a uh, you know little ABC Hoops TV show during one of uh, either the World Cups or the Olympics back in the day which I obviously loved, but um, yeah, it's good to see them absolutely crushing it. Good job, Ronnie. Uh, next up, sticking with the Warriors, are they legit, legit, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, yeah, they are. Come on. Their defense is crazy, and the way they're just keyed in on dudes is amazing. Like, the defense is fucking incredible. Like, they're awesome, and this is without Clay, a really just all-time just underrated wing defender, it's with Steph out there as well, but the way that they play team def- defense is just stunningly cool and stunningly awesome. Like defense isn't sexy, we know that, but sometimes you can actually sort of just have a scheme that works, and that's exactly what the Warriors are doing. They crank it up when they need to on O, and uh, Steph can just flick a switch and light up anyone still, which is crazy to think about, but their D being the number one ranked defense in the NBA is just off the fucking hook. It's all led by Draymond. They've just got rangy dudes sort of up and down that roster. Even though you sort of look at some of their guards, and you're like, well, I'm not afraid of Damian Lee or Jordan Poole or Steph. And then you're like, well, it goes a little bit deeper there because they've then got Dre, they've got Wigo, they've got Otto Porter, dudes who can sort of switch and move really, really well. And they're really schemed up, and I love it. So the Warriors are legit, legit, obviously. They're crushing it. I'm fascinated to see how they go for the rest of the season because I do look expect a little bit of a drop-off just as teams try to f- sort of refigure them out, which is kind of weird to think about a team that's basically dominated for the last six, seven years. But two years basically away from the spotlight has meant that teams have to readjust to like a new version of the Warriors, which is cool and weird to think about. So there you go. Should George Niang get a video tribute? Yeah, nah. Yeah, because George is a fucking legend. Uh, can say that from personal experience. He's awesome. But also, I would have loved if... Uh, so, George Yang was obviously on the jazz for a long time. Uh, but then, you know, gets a video tribute going back to Utah today. It's one of those things I was just like hoping and hoping and hoping against all odds that it was actually all just a Joe Ingles prank on his mate, George. But it wasn't. Anyway, but like George Yang, so what, four years... Yeah, four years in Utah, coming off the bench. I think he started 11 games total, and he gets a video tribute. And people are like, oh, this is going a bit too far. It's like, I don't know. George Niang's pretty fucking cool. He's a legend. I do think we could probably cool it on the video tributes for a lot of folks, though. Like, sh- we should have, like, a hard and fast rule, shouldn't we? Right. Like, it's fun to see Paul Pierce get a video tribute in Boston. That's great. George Niang, sure. Caruso copping one in L.A., Markeith gets one in LA. Pat Bev gets one in LA for the Clippers. Okay. I feel like you should be on a team for at least, as George was, at least four years, or you win a title to get a uh, video tribute. And yeah, there's some borderline cases of late, but either way, I'm on board. Good on him. Good job, George Yang. Like, the dude has been a, like a scene stealing, massive sort of pickup for the Sixers, and once they get healthy, they're going to be dangerous. Last one, do you care about the Crypto.com naming rights change in LA, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, nah. Because Crypto Arena sounds fucking cool. (laughs) It sounds kind of gnarly, right? Like, 
I'm I just don't care about arena names unless it sounds fucking stupid or jarring to say. Like Sleep Train Arena. Nobody wants to go to fucking Sleep Train Arena. Hey, what are you going to go do at Sleep Train Arena? We'll probably go to sleep. At a guess. Maybe even on a train. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Smoothie King Center is kind of funny. It's fucking weird, though. And, like, Golden One, I think, is Sacramento now. But uh, you got the Motor Center. You got all the weird banks and shit. What I don't mind is, like, alliteration, like Air, Air America Arena or American Airlines Arena, that sort of stuff. Staples Center even rolled off the tongue lead to the point where you forgot that Staples was actually like a fucking office works supply store. <laughs> they just suddenly happened to be the naming rights place or the naming rights sponsor for where the fucking lake is played, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but Crypto.com buying the naming rights is fucking hilarious. They're out there getting Matt Damon in their ads and uh, now buying the naming rights. Just tell you what. I feel like that says a little bit of something, something behind the uh, <laughs> behind the fees they're charging uh, for you know folks to be trading their crypto and shit. <laughs> See if they're making that much. But yeah, crypto arena sounds kind of gnarly, but people are going to have like this weird reaction because they're just so used to staples. You know, what are you going to do? Anyway, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me, look at me. So Tracy McGrady says, no disrespect to Anthony Davis, but before he got to LeBron James and won the championship with the Lakers, I mean, you're trying to tell me if Anthony Davis was to retire right now, he has a better career than Dwight Howard? No way. I love that Tracy McGrady brought this up because I was thinking about this the other day, watching the Lakers lose, and uh, like this Lakers team without LeBron, like it still has Anthony fucking Davis. And apparently, though, the fact that they keep losing these games is all Russell Westbrook's fault? Question mark? Because it's the same fucking story it was in New Orleans, right? It was never Anthony Davis's fault that they didn't win. It was the rest of the roster. It was the front office. Now he's in LA. He's won a title because the bubble and LeBron. And now LeBron's out. They're barely above. They're one game above 500. But it's not Anthony Davis's fault that he can't beat a Bulls team without a center. Is it because he's so fucking boring that we just give him a free pass? I think it's fucked. Either way, Anthony Davis is good, but he skates by uh, not copying any criticism, which is fucked. And I think that kind of means he's a bit overrated at this point. If you can't just fucking carry your team AD with LeBron out and just sort of keep your heads above water, what the fuck are we doing here? God damn. Oh, he's joined the Lakers in the long storied history of big men joining the Lakers from George Mikan to Kareem to Wilt. Well, from Mikan to Wilt to Kareem <laughs> to fucking Shaq to Pau Gasol to Dwight. <laughs> to Dwight again. And he's out there getting beaten by a team that doesn't have Vucevic. Anyway, why does he get the free pass? Is it because he's got a fucking monobrow and we all just go, whatever, boring. Who cares? All right, anyway, Outback Takehouse. Let's do this one. Oh, yes. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. I've just gone out the back with my cricket bat because I heard a bit of a... And I went, bang! And that means you've got some tasty, tasty kookaburra wings. Only 
at Outback. That's right, they go great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is a very easy one. The Brooklyn Nets just showed why they're a second round out without Kyrie Irving. But also, they just put up a giant bat signal and and a very easy reasoning behind why they should just go fuck it and trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons right now. Only at Outback. It is one of those things where you look at that defensive effort today by the uh, the Nets and go, right, would Simo really, really help this team? They've got a lot of shooters on the rest of their, up and down that roster between Alan, LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake and uh, obviously KD and Harden and Patty. Maybe uh, you throw Simo out there, a bit of a defensive sort of point, and uh, away you go. Who knows? Who knows? Not I, but... That'd be fun, wouldn't it? All right, let's do an NBA Australia Australian Play Watch right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, what do Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they're all on Knowable, which is a rad new app where the world's top experts teach you new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning shit. I love it. Go check it out. Like The bloke from NASA talks about space. The new Expanse, the final Expanse novel has come out. I'm going to read the shit out of that. That's my nerd shit. Love it. Uh, Chris Paul talks about plant-based lifestyles and the Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian teaches you how to launch a startup. So plenty of stuff on there. Over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff, download Knowable from your app store, bang in the code Straya, and get 20% off. How good is that? I'm out here getting you smart for cheap. <laughs> good stuff. Australian player watch today. Patty Thrills, Patty Mills. And that loss to the Warriors starts. He played 32 minutes. I mentioned this. He went eight points for... On eight shots, he goes three of eight from the floor, two of five from downtown. Uh, there were a couple of threes that just rattled in and out in the third that I reckon if they go down, this game, maybe the Nets don't win, but it's a lot closer. I'm just saying. Anyway, four assists, two rebounds, and a steal as well for Patty Thrills off, his, you know, following his massive, massive night the other night where he went nine of 12. Jingles in a big win over the Sixers. Rough shooting night for Jingles. Three points, one of six from the floor, one of five from downtown, but... He did have seven assists and three rebounds and a steal and only one turnover. So, good on him. That's legendary. Obviously, no Ben Simmons for the Sixers. Aussie Matty T. Matisse Tybel still out with the COVID as well. And happy birthday to Josh Greeny Green. How good is that? Legendary stuff. Hopefully, we get uh, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau back soon. Matty T as well from the COVID protocols. Hopefully, hopefully they're doing okay as well. All right, let's do a Shane Hill shooter shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up, award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up, award. All right. It's the Shane Heal shoot his shoot. Light him up, award. Shoot your shot. Steph Curry. It's his 37th career game. With nine made three-pointers. That's insane. He's got more games with uh, at least nine made threes than Ray Allen, 
Kobe, Harden, Dame, Larry Bird, Mallow, Kyrie, Beal, Reggie Miller, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant combined. Yeesh! He's the only player in NBA history with 10-plus games of nine made threes. And he's got 37 of the bloody things. That's insane. So when he goes off, he goes off like a frog in a sock, and he crushes it. That is insane. I love it. Good on you, Steph. Uh, it was just one of those moments as well. Like, you get the MVP chance in Barclays Center there in Brooklyn, and it's for good bloody cause. He and KD are the leaders of the pack right now, and Steph is just lighting it up again. And the dude's 33. That's awesome. Just all-time shit. Love it. All right, speaking of all-time shit, let's do a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. How about Aaron's, Aaron Bangers Baines' big game? So, talking about Patty, and he's 9 of 12 against OKC the other day, everyone's like, oh, Jimmy, who was the other guy who did it? Who did he equal? Bangers! It's the complete, like, forgotten, amazing game of all-time Aussie dudes. Aaron Bangers Baines put the entire NBA on notice when he did this. He was like, oh, I'm finally ready to ascend to the top of Mount Kareem mixed with Tim Duncan, <laughs> mixed with Anthony Davis. And take his rightful place as the GOAT. But uh, Adam Silver shut down the NBA to stop it from happening. Also because of COVID, but still. 37 points. Bangers went off for. 37! He shot 12 of 23 from the floor and 9 of 14 from downtown. 9 of 14 from the man from Mariba. I love it. 16 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Find a man who can do it all. He lit the Blazers on fire. He took Hassan Whiteside like to the cleaners, stole all his money, just fucking took all his clothes, kicked him out, put him on the street, and just went, all right, there you go. I'll see you later. Amazing. A career high, 37 for bangers, nine made threes. That was a new Aussie record at the time. Absolute domination uh, against the Blazers back in March 6, 2020, just before they shut down because of Rudy Gobert and Zikovid. Uh, but, of course, Adam Silver then reviewed the footage, decided enough was enough, and shut down the entire league just to slow down bangers. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. All right, the Paddy Bills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today. Uh, this is a jingle in Joe Ingles. A jingle special. I love a good jingle special because we've got a great one today where Jingles gives the old prayer hands emoji uh, after making a three today. And George Niang was basically outside of the, uh, you know, the sort of uh, sphere of influence, not playing a giant amount of defense on his mate Joe, gets hung up on the uh, screen by Rudy. Joe nails the three and then tweets about it. Classic jingles. Appreciate your assistance, George Niang 20. Love heart emoji, love heart emoji, love heart emoji. So good. And then the Jazz uh, retweeted that saying, is that what you're telling him post-game and post a photo of jingles and George Hanging out after the game. Just chilling, not illing. I love it. But also, remember, whenever you go check out the Joe Ingles Twitter, uh, they're just doing great work uh, in Salt Lake City and uh, a bunch of other things, especially, you know, uh, bringing a bunch of, I don't know, much-needed assistance and eyeballs to folks and families uh, working with the ASD community and stuff. So great job, Jingles. Uh, there's, they just had a massive, massive, massive uh, fundraiser as well. So go check it out. Go check out Jingles' Twitter. Always a legendary moment. All right, let's do the uh, game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Oh, thanks, inadvertent Bane. 
Not a problem, Jimmy. Congrats on 700 episodes. Oh, thanks, mate. Couldn't have done it without you. Ah, uh, we went one of three. <laughs> I don't even remember who it was who, uh, like, when I did the uh, first bunch of game previews, or maybe I just realised it myself. It was inadvertent Bane. And it's just stuck. Ah, uh, we went one of three on the picks today because I thought the uh, Sixers would uh, put up a fight. Nope. And uh, the Spurs didn't quite get there either. So we're 116 of 204 for the season. Pretty bloody good. Still, but you know. Could use a couple of wins tomorrow. We've got Washington at Charlotte. A uh, Southeast Division showdown for the ages. I'm going to go the Hornets here at home. Minus one and a half. Everyone is uh, loving Washington at the moment. The Wiz will probably be without Brad Beal again. So I'm going to go Charlotte. I think they come home. They're going to feel pretty good about themselves. They got a big win the other day over the Warriors. I think they continue that vibe and uh, beat the Wiz. Just as uh, everybody's kind of turning into the Wiz lovers, the Wiz will really whiz you up and lose to the Hornets. So give me the Hornets, minus one and a half. Indy, go to Detroit. Oh, Malice in the Palace. But it's Killian Hayes versus Demartis Sabonis. <laughs> Indy are six and a half point favorites against Detroit. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Detroit are a rabble. Indy, look, as bad as they've been at times and as scraped by ye as they're also as they've also been all season, I think they can handle Detroit by more than six and a half. Atlanta hosts Boston. This is an absolute cracker of a game. Uh, I'm gonna go the Hawks minus four and a half. Without DeAndre Hunter, it does feel like their last game was a big win, and it feels like that rotation is just falling a little bit into place with one less body uh demanding minutes. So I'll take the Hawks minus four and a half against the Boston Schultics. Cleveland uh, play in Brooklyn on a, with the Nets on a back-to-back. The Cavs, look, without Mobley, without the sex man, Colin Sexton, I kind of want to go Brooklyn. But I think what we've seen from the Nets is that they do let teams hang around. And, you know, I'm going to take Cleveland plus 10.5. I think they're just going to make it annoying for the Nets, and especially with the Nets on a back-to-back. This will be like, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge has 17 or something, and you're like, wow. But I think Cleveland just sort of come out of nowhere and make it a bit of a game. They end up losing, and Brooklyn win, but the Cavs will make it interesting, so I'll take the Cavs plus 10.5. Miami host the Rabble Pelicans. They're 7.5-point favorites at home. I'm taking the heat because they're a good team, and New Orleans are not. The Magic, they go to the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City, uh, the team that lets everybody have a career night. I'm going to take the Magic plus 11.5. Uh, I think Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba and co. will give the Knicks a little bit of a uh, scare here and there. The Knicks will probably win, but I think the Magic cover just because the Knicks can't guard anybody at the moment. This will be the one where they turn it around, though. But Orlando will still make it a bit interesting. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I heard it's Algonquin for the good land. They host the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles, California. They're seven and a half point favorites of the reigning champions. And I'm going to take the Bucs. Uh, the Bucs have had a kind of up and down few weeks. We all know that. And so have the Lakers. But this is an absolute fucking barn burner of a game. You've got AD, you've got Giannis. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm taking the Bucks minus seven and a half. I think heart of a champion vibes. You got the last two NBA champs going up against it. I'm taking the Bucks. I just trust them a little bit more than this Lakers team at the moment. Minnesota, they host Sacramento. Another weird game. Sacramento coming off a big, big win uh, against Detroit. They go to Minnesota. Minnesota, a couple of heartbreakers, shit pumpings, really bad losses. Cat losing it. I'm going to take the Wolves minus one and a half. I think they have an answer here. And if they don't, then it's panic stations. <laughs> OKC hosts Houston. Oh, geez. Uh, this one's a tough one because OKC play, play pretty tough against folks. 
I think SGA, Shari Reddy Goodrich Alexander, and the Oklahoma City Thunder can uh, outduel Houston. I would take the Thunder minus three and a half. Crazy game, though. Houston are on track to be the worst team of all time. Uh, supplanting the, was it the Bobcats, who, weirdly enough, Steven Silas's dad was the coach of. How would that be? A couple of Silas's having the worst two uh, records all time as coaches. Anyway, uh, what do we got? So, I'm taking OKC against Houston, yep. Phoenix, they play a Luca-less Dallas. Uh, Luca did get an MRI on his ankle and knee. It looked like he's basically day-to-day, so he might even bounce back and play in this, but I'm going to take the uh, safer side of this and go the Suns, who are absolutely on fire. Pardon the pun. Uh, minus eight and a half. Give me that. Chicago finally go to Portland. Oh, it's the LaMarcus Aldridge Bowl. Remember when the Bulls traded uh, LaMarcus Aldridge to Portland? Get, get me some Tyrus Thomas, man. Uh, Bulls, plus 0.5. That's right, they're half-point underdogs. I'm going to take the Bulls. Maybe. Oh, that's going to be a fun one, actually. Demar Levine. Actually, I'm going to switch that. I'm going Portland. Let's go. Let's go, Blazers. Come on, get back on track. And uh, if the Blazers lose this, the trade talk's just going to kick back in pretty, pretty hardcore. 11 games tomorrow. No, I'm going to go. Ugh, ugh, I hate that one. Basically a pick em. Portland versus Chicago. Who you got? Chicago are playing awesome. I'm going to have to go Chicago. Portland, I can't trust them as far as I can throw them. <laughs> I've switched the pick twice. We're going back to Chicago, plus half a point. All right. There you go. Unbelievable. Um, so that's it for today, obviously. We'll be back tomorrow with a big, 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 big episode. But 700, uh, thanks to everybody. I mentioned this earlier, but I really do fucking... I love doing this. It's awesome. And the best part about it is hearing from you guys. Hearing from all the folks out there, interacting with folks. Running into people at the actual, you know, when we can go to games. <laughs> Being an MBL stuff, whatever, just chatting with folks uh, via the socials, etc. Uh, it's been a fucking life-changing experience, NBA Australia, so thank you all. Couldn't have done it without you. That said, go buy a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Do me a favor, would you? Go buy a t-shirt from the nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facey IG. We're all over the socials. Check out the new NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up. About a pretty wild NFL week. you got Adam from World Wrestling Australia. He's got a great one this week. Uh, all the regular segments, including Aussie Wrestler Match, Better Than Baron Corbin, and New Beauty. He's also got uh, the Buddy Matthews debut with uh, the New Jew Pan Pro Wrestling which is pretty cool. He's got Botchamania reactions. He's got heaps more. Just go search World Wrestling Australia on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter for more. Always a great one with Adam. I love it. Ah, uh, Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. 700 episodes daily. You at least, you don't owe me anything, but you do at least just want to give me five stars and chuck a review on there or a comment, don't you? Come on. Do it. Uh, go to manscaped.com, use the code STRAYA, get 20% off and free shipping. You know, your balls will thank you, and so will anybody else who sees them. <laughs> the dailyliquor.com, use the code STRAYA, get a free six-pack when you made Jimmy, and Knowable. Bang that code in when you uh, download the Knowable app, and you'll get 20% off too. Uh, big thanks to all the bands, as always. From Oslo for the intro and outro song, uh, but Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, who are launching their EP, vinyl EP, at the Gasso this Saturday in Melbourne, Iowa. Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes that you hear on the show. So smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, 
Support them the way they support us. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. That's what we do. But the best part is today we're going to finish off with a brand new Cooking with Bainesy. How good is that? Cooking up a storm. And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Thanks so much to everybody for 700 episodes. Thanks to Joe Ingalls for the chat. I'll tell you what. Either way, this is NBA Australia, as always, saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Rosina! Cooking with Bainesy is filmed in front of a live studio COVID-free audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainesy with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. Oh, <laughs> g'day. G'day, how are you all? Welcome back. It's been a long time, but you know COVID, it's been a bit of a rough one trying to get folks in to do a cooking show. But welcome back to Cooking with Bainesy, and I am, of course, your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. Just recuperating from some stuff, and in the meantime, you know, learning some new cooking techniques. And I'll tell you what, that's why we're here in this here new episode to teach you a new one, because it's an absolute ripper today. We've got a great one. An absolute... Oh, g'day. Oh, there she is. Cheryl's back. G'day, Cheryl. Clap. Oh, good to see you. Either way, today we have uh, we're going to whip up one of my absolute Aussie favourites, an absolute delectable delicacy that you can have whenever. The iconic classic, chicken nuggets a la Bainesy. That's right. I love me some chicky nugs, but with a banger's twist. So follow along because it's easy as mate. And I'll tell you what it helps me keep up this physique. You know what I mean? Protein, baby. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So it's bloody simple. All you gotta do is go down to your soupy and load up on a thing of chicken nugs. Now, they could be frozen, they could be fresh, it doesn't bloody matter. They're chicken bloody nuggets. Who gives a shit, right? So, now, while you're also there, maybe get some baking paper if you don't have some already. Now, the key ingredients to chicken nugs a la Bainesy, some shredded cheese, some hot barbecue sauce, and here's the kicker, some chili mayo, and maybe, just maybe, grab some spring onions. There you go. Look at this. Spring onions on chicky nugs. Is he nuts? No, mate. Just stick around. We'll see what's going on here. So, don't be a coward as well. Don't be a coward. Get the spiciest barbecue sauce and chili mayo you can find. The spicier, the bloody better, I always say. So, chuck your nugs on a bacon tray. There you go. Flatten it all out. Chuck them on there. Doesn't matter. However many you want. I'm going to go about 20. Fire up your oven. Around 200 will do. There you go. Now, fang the nugs in. Off you go. Leave them there for 20 minutes. Chop up a couple of your spring onions and sit back and grab a tin. Oh, there you go. How good is this? Right, so take them out. Then just dump a shit ton of your cheese on the buggers. Look at that. There you go. Beat of cheese on your nugs. Laughing. Fang it back in the oven for a couple more minutes. Ding, 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 ding. Grab another tin while you're waiting. Grab them out. There you go. Dump it all in a bowl. Just slide it off into a big bowl. Throw some spring onions in there. And the key ingredients, your barbecue sauce and your chili mayo. Put them in bowls as dippers 
and Bob's your fucking uncle. Look at this. Just bloody look at that, my friends, is an absolute bloody ripper of a brekkie, lunch, or a dinner. Chicky nugs a la bangers. I mean, it's just... <laughs> just took a ripper bite out of that one. That is delicious, mate. I'll tell you what. Yeah, do you want one, Cheryl? There, there you go. There, just pass them around. They're bloody delicious. And it, look, it'll dead set impress the Sheilas, your mates. Don't you worry about that. It's bloody delicious. It's got something for everybody. Unless you're a bloody coward vegan. Either way, if you want to get fancy as well, you can get some diced bacon. Doesn't matter. It's all unreal. So there you go. How easy is that? Get stuck in. Do it at home yourselves. Get Don't go to bloody Maccas. Do your own chicky nugs and you'll love it. All right. So there you go, folks. It's been great getting back into it with you. So tune in to NBA Australia next time for a brand new recipe. And we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with... Amazing!